History remembers Thomas Jefferson as the third president of the United States, the founding father and principal author of the Declaration of Independence. But in 1820, he published a small book called The Life and Morals of Jesus of Nazareth. This is better known uh, as the Jefferson Bible. Here's, here's what he did. He took a razor and would cut out passages of the New Testament uh, that he believed described the real Jesus. Jefferson was a deist, meaning he rejected the idea that God could uh, intervene in the world or would. So the miraculous and supernatural parts of the New Testament, of which there are many, uh, weren't included in his version. The Jefferson Bible then presents Jesus as nothing more than the Jewish version of Socrates, a wise philosopher who was tragically and wrongly executed and nothing more. Now, I mean, what Jefferson did was atrocious, right? The Bible is the inspired and inerrant word of God. And Jefferson essentially set himself up as the judge and arbiter over what God had revealed in sacred scripture. And I mentioned, I mentioned the Jefferson Bible uh, because the sad truth is this. As bad as it was, what Thomas Jefferson did isn't all that unique. I mean, granted, most people aren't taking or using a razor and glue to cut and paste the parts of the Bible they like. Uh, but I would say he gave in to a perennial temptation to accept Christ on our terms rather than his. And this is a temptation we see play out in our gospel today. Let's uh, just recap briefly what happens. Jesus asks the apostles, who do you say that I am? And this is a question that's really addressed to all down through the ages, not just those 12 apostles. Peter answers correctly, you are the Christ. He's saying, you are the Messiah, the anointed one, come to redeem us. He's correct about that. But then Jesus begins to teach about how he will do that, how he will redeem us. He begins to speak of the cross. He's going to be uh, rejected by the elders, suffer greatly, killed, and rise on the third day. And so this idea of the cross didn't sync well with how Peter viewed the Messiah, how he thought the Messiah would act and redeem Israel, and so he rebukes Jesus. And our Lord responds to this rebuke with an even harsher one. He says, get behind me, Satan. And he goes on to teach that uh, anyone who would follow him must follow him to Calvary. You know, what is going on here? Again, Peter is not literally cutting and paste with razor and glue, but he is in principle doing what Thomas Jefferson did. He is accepting one truth about Jesus while rejecting another. Peter accepts Christ on his terms rather than our Lord's. And Jesus' harsh reprimand of Peter, it serves as a warning to us. We can't pick and choose which truths of Christ or teachings of his that we follow and accept uh, and reject the ones that don't sit well with us, that challenge our worldview, perhaps. For if we give in to the perennial temptation that Thomas Jefferson did, really all we have is a figment of our imagination, a fictional Jesus who supports my worldview, my outlook on life. Now the difference between Peter and Thomas Jefferson is this, to his everlasting credit, after this 
harsh reprimand, he stays. He stays with Christ, and eventually he comes to see not only the truth uh, cl- more clearly of Christ's identity, but its connection to the wisdom, the hidden wisdom of the cross. We know this because how did Peter end his life? He suffered greatly, was rejected by the authorities, and was killed, crucified upside down in the circus of Nero in Rome. And he eventually came to see the truth that, yes, Jesus is the Christ. And he most showed that on the cross, where he redeemed us. You know, Fulton Sheen, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, this great American evangelist, he once said this about the connection between Christ's identity and the cross. Every other person who came into this world came into it to live. He, Jesus, came to die. Death was a stumbling block to Socrates. It interrupted his teaching. But to Christ, death was the goal and fulfillment of his life, the gold that he was seeking. Few of his words or actions are intelligible without reference to his cross. Really, I think we need to see the cross as the profound mystery of faith that it is, and one worthy of our meditation frequently. The cross shows us the truth of God's tremendous love for us, that he so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. It also shows us the the gravity of sin and its consequences for all of human history, suffering and death and, and, and more. And it shows us that in the end, Thomas Jefferson was dead wrong. Jesus wasn't a moral philosopher. He wasn't a moral teacher or a philosopher tragically killed, but true God and true man who came into this world to go to Calvary so that by his death and resurrection, he would set us free. Peter stayed with Jesus and eventually came to see the truth and accept it. And so must we. We must daily stay with our Lord in prayer meditating upon all the mysteries of the faith so that we can come to know and believe the truth in its fullness, that Jesus is both Christ and Lord, and that the cross is the royal road leading to eternal life.